welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is Michelle Bader Eversol. It's nice I can say my own name this time. Um, I'm sitting here with my friend and co-host, Mark Massaro. How's it going, Mark? Uh, I am your co-hoist, apparently. <laughs> I said is that say what hoist. What did you say? You said hoist or something. No, I anyway. didn't co-host. I've said this, let's see, 92, 91 times. Well, plus more that never got aired. So I've said this like 100 times. I know how to say co-host. Okay. We'll just have anyways. to listen back to it later. <laughs> anyways. Yeah, you know when I do the transcripts, it will tell me if it says co-host or co-hoist. So you know, I, I definitely heard it wrong. It wasn't hoist. It just sounded a little funny. It doesn't matter. Anyways, you're the anyways. one who can't pronounce my name. So. I know. Like I, like I have any room to talk. <laughs> exactly. What did, what did I say? Uh, ever so. Uh, ever. I said it weird, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. We don't need to bore them. Ebba. Ebba soul. That's what I said. Yeah. And it literally in the transcripts, it said E-B-B-A soul. Ebba soul. That's awesome. Anyways, how's it going? What you been up to? It is going well. Thank you. I got into a boxing match with a silverback gorilla. No, you did not. Why are you lying? I'm not lying. I'm, he's, you know, he was big. A lot bigger than me, and uh, but but he was scared and he left the ring crying, which I felt bad about, you know. Um, no, obviously that is not true. Okay. I just like to have cool stories, and I don't have any. Um, you do like you've got real estate stuff going on, right? Tell us about that. I do have real estate stuff going on. Um, I've been decorating my office so nice. that it feels a little more exciting to, you know, be in the office. When, um, like you go to an office, it's not like a home office. Like you go. Somewhere. I have both, but yes, oh, I have right. a I have a work office. It's a building with walls, and nice. uh, I have a desk. I have my own desk, and I have a window in my office. It's cool, actually. I really like it. Yeah. I have a key um, to the building, so I can go whenever I want, which is nice. great. So yes, I've been doing that a little bit. Um, I went to my son's school. Did I talk mm-hmm. about that last time? I don't think I did. No, I got to I go have pictures. lunch with Tell him. It was that. awesome. Uh, he was super excited. So mm-hmm. it's it was like Grand's Day, like Grand Day. So it's supposed to be for grandparents. Right. Um, and last year, they did not tell me that anybody could come. Right. So obviously, their grandparents live in Southern California. So they would not have been able to make it for that. So I felt bad because nobody came for my kids. But this year they said that anybody can come. And I was like, oh, cool. I did find that out last year after the fact. Yeah. But so anyways, I went to his school and he was so excited to see me. He was like, you know, waving and just, oh, man, he was so he like I could see him like looking like he had headphones on like like these and nice. uh, was looking looking out the classroom and all the parents Cute. that were in line to come in. And when he saw me, oh, my gosh, his face lit up. And so I went and he showed me all the math stuff that he was working on. He loves math. Nice. And we went to the cafeteria and had lunch together. And then they set up a quote unquote scavenger hunt, which basically was like the things on the scavenger hunt were like the library, the gym. Mm-hmm the STEM room. So it was just to kind of tour the school, just something else fun to do. And then we went over to the book fair and got some gifts um, for him. And then he picked some out for Alexis, for his sister, which was really sweet. sweet. So that was awesome. Sorry, my phone is not muted. I will mute it right now. 
live. Will you get that by it. 100 by 100 episodes? Will you learn how to silence? I will it? get that by 100 episodes. Episodes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> kind of did sound like that. Ever-so. Ebersouls. Ebersouls. Um, yeah. So, yes, I will try. But now I know that my iPhone, thanks uh-huh. to you, has I this little you. mute button on the side. Uh-huh. Um, so that's super cool. It is. Uh, I went to church with uh, my cousin, uh-huh. and that was great. I cleaned my house. There hasn't been a whole lot. Yeah, there has. I cleaned really well, though. Oh, I do have something cool that happened. Okay, yes. Okay. I was cleaning my garage, Mm -hmm. and I have one of those, like, little sticky traps that my my bug people leave, like, to catch spiders and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I about jumped out of my shoes when I looked over and saw that there was a snake in one of the sticky pads. It was this little tiny, like, uh, rat snake. And it was maybe a I don't know. A rat snake? You mean yeah. a garter snake? Well, I don't know. That's snake. I don't know. My neighbor said it's a rat snake and then she I've came over and showed it. me an image. Oh, and it looked like that, so I guess it's a rat snake. Okay, I don't know. Rat snake. So it was about maybe eighteen inches long. It was in real oh, okay. you know, it was a little little guy. But I mean he was stuck in this thing and the oh. more he moved, the more he was like coiling up and getting stuck inside of this thing Ugh. and um I called my kids out to see it and I told my daughter, I was like, gosh, he is, like, so stuck. Like, I think I'm just going to have to, like, put him out of his misery, you know. Mm-hmm. He's not getting out of this thing. I don't know if you've seen those sticky traps. I mean, they're yeah, they're crazy. They are. So she was, like, really sad about it. Aww. And um, I ended up, I was like, okay, well, I'll try. And so I ripped the trap open so I could, you know, see him. And then I, I got this idea to pour, like, hot water on him and was thinking that maybe it would – you, you know, because they're cold-blooded, so I was thinking maybe it would give them the oh, strength to, like, smart. pull off of the sticky stuff. And also maybe it would, like, loosen the ad- the mm-hmm. adhesion of the sticky stuff. It didn't work. So I just decided to look online. Uh, how do you unsticky yeah. a sticky trap? And right away I saw this thing pop up that said cooking oil. Oh. So I went and got some cooking oil, and I was able to totally say this snake was going to die, like, no doubt about it. <laughs> and I poured cooking oil, and we were able to free him. So, and then we, we let him go and it actually was kind of twofold because Alexis is like terrified of snakes. Oh, like, like we had to, there was a rec, a restaurant. I don't remember if these are in California. I think they are, uh, or on the West coast, Texas roadhouse. Yeah. Uh Okay. So they have all the like, you know, um, taxidermy stuff up on the walls. And so there was a snake and we're like, we can't go eat there anymore. Oh. Because there's a snake on the wall. So she's that scared of him. Wow. So, but she like felt bad for this little thing. And so now we go outside every day to like look for Snakey to see if he's like cruising around and and that she's like, I think he likes us. And I'm like, I think so too. And so anyways, it was super cool because, you know, it was kind of twofold. So for one, we saved this thing's life. And anybody who knows me knows I am not a fan of snakes. Like. (laughs) I like looking at them through cages. I'm just never really been a fan of them. I, I, yeah, I, I think I they're like fascinating. Them. I just don't like them, you know? Yeah, no. And uh, so anyway, so but it felt cool to like have this, you know, little bonding moment where we saved the yeah. snake's life. And uh, but also like it seemed to like conquer her fear a little bit. And That's she was awesome. like, she was like, so not all she calls snakes like sneaky snakes because <laughs> like Satan is the sneaky snake. Oh, right. Right. Uh-huh. So she calls all snakes sneaky snakes. That was really hard to say. 
And um, so, but she's like, I guess all snakes aren't sneaky snakes. And I'm like, no, right. no. And so anyways, uh, that was exciting. That was cool. And, you know, I mopped my garage floor, which a lot of people would think is weird. I pressure washed my whole house. Wow. and uh, Yeah, I just had one of those really productive days, you know, the other day. So that felt nice. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Good stuff. You know, that's me making exciting stuff out of nothing <laughs> exciting. <laughs> it's good. So... So tell me, uh, you're like Dora the Explorer. Explora? <laughs> Explora. What's wrong? We can't talk today. Isn't that what it is? Oh, it's Dora Explorer. the Explorer. Did you I think it was they... Explora like that was a word? No, Explorer. not like that was a word, but I just thought that's... Dora the Explorer. No, Explorer. Yeah. Okay, anyways, I'm like Isn't Dora. that how the song goes? Dora, Dora, Dora the, the Explorer. Explorer. Oh, oh well, okay. Well, they might say it. Any... Okay, whatever. What are... What's your point? <laughs> That you uh, travel around the world, it seems like. Yeah. You always, no, not travel around, but you just always have like all this exciting <laughs> stuff going on. Um, oh, it's just and, the you know, season. It's just the season. No, it's, it's awesome. Like, there's, yeah, a lot of stuff. So we got to go on a little vacation, just a couple of days. So we'd never taken, like, my parents have like a camping trailer kind of thing, you know, that was like an RV, but you pull it, you know, whatever mm. those are called. Mm hmm. And Joel had never even slept in one, never driven one, but he did great in driving it because that I would not drive it. <laughs> so we went um, to Ellensburg, which is, I would say, three and a half hours east of here, east Was eastern Washington, because that's where I have tons of relatives, aunts, uncles, cousins. Like, so on the way there, I'm like trying to explain to Joel who everybody is and like the family tree. And it it's a whole crazy thing because I'm double re doubly related. Like, let me just tell you this really quick. My uncle, my Uncle Jerry, is my dad's uncle. Okay, that seems simple, right? But Wait, my aunt... your uncle is your dad's uncle? Yeah, listen. He's my uncle and my great uncle. So Uncle Jerry, okay. right here, Uncle Jerry, who's my, my grandma's brother, right? My, my dad's uncle. So by my dad's side, he would be my great uncle, right? Got that? Okay. And then my Aunt Phyllis, who married my Uncle Jerry, is my mom's sister. Okay. 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 So I'm blood related to all these people on my dad's side and my mom's side. So it okay. was kind of confusing. So it, it gets more confusing. But anyways, <laughs> it gets more confusing. Uh, okay. Yeah, I wanted Joel to meet all these people. A lot of them were unable to travel to our wedding because they're older. And so it was good, but I also brought up a lot of grief because my aunt, who was kind of like a grandma to me, my grandma died when I was three, and she's 18 years older than my mom, so she was like a grandma to me. She's now in like a, they call it a rehab, but it's basically a nursing home. Mm. It's very sad. It reminded me of a hospital. Just walking in there made me nauseous. And just, she's just sitting there, you know, and just not able to talk. And I mean, she talked a little bit. She did. I also told the kids, like, I don't know if she'll be confused and, like, wonder why I'm with Joel and not your dad. Like, I don't know where she's at exactly. Mm -hmm. But she she seemed to be good. She's like, oh, I said, this is my husband, Joel. And she was like, oh, when did you get married? Like, it didn't seem to surprise her. Um, like, six months ago. And then she's like, ooh, he gave you a pretty ring. Mm, <laughs> and I, cool. I even explained, yeah, these, were, these diamonds are from Luke. And that didn't seem to confuse her. Like, I think she knew that I had been married to Luke. So... Uh, and the same, we went to visit my uncle Jerry, who lives at home still, and he's he can get around better. But it was still sad. Like he he just asked me a million times who I was, and this was cute. So Joel's like, so what advice do you? He's always asking people interesting questions. What advice do you have for us like younger people? Because my um, uncle's eighty eight. Yeah, eighty eight. So um, he said, 
don't cheat on your wife. <laughs> That's a great one. That's don't go, good advice. I know. He goes, don't go running around with another woman. And I was like, good advice, Uncle Jerry. <laughs> Not that I was worried about Joel, but yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it was fun. So the trip was to meet them. And also they have this thing every Labor Day. They have Ellensburg Rodeo. So it's like a big thing. This is like a country town. Like everybody goes to the rodeo. And um we didn't actually have tickets with them. My brother had extra ones. Anyways, we went in for like 15 minutes and me and Joel were like, we're done. Like it was just so <laughs> boring, but other people love it. Um, it was just interesting. Was like, that your first rodeo? No, it was not my first rodeo. No, for real. I'd been to it when I was a kid, but you just wanted to ask that. So, I did. To be funny. Yep. <laughs> um, anyways, so that was fun. And staying in the trailer was fun. Like we had some good bonding time with the kids. Um, just my younger two were there and we like played card games the first night and it was just, it was a good, it was kind of like camping, you know, even though we were at somebody's house, but in a trailer, um, good experience. Um, and then on the way home, we actually stopped by Luke's. So Luke's mom is in the hospital without going to details about a lot of things. We, um, got to stop by and see her. She's going to be fine. Um, (laughs) but it was really weird grief bringing Joel and my kids to the hospital to see Luke's mom and sister. And, but it was good. They like really, they came to the wedding. So they've met him before, I think. And I think my mother-in-law had met him another time too. Um, but it was like this obvious hole where Luke should be there. Like Mm. it, it was really strange for me being there, visiting her with Joel and Joel did so great. I thanked him in the car. I was like, many men would not be able to do that to step into like, those are like, my late husband's like family and you're there and you're talking, interacting. And it was also like, I wasn't sure that they knew it was okay to talk about Luke in front of Joel. So I brought him up a couple of times and then they seemed more comfortable mm. talking, you know, that, yeah, Joel's good with us talking about Luke. Um, so we, we talked about all kinds of things about Luke in Sorry, front of, movie. um, Joel Sorry, I just and the kicked kids. my dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, that was interesting and brought like, a little bit of grief. I, I just was crying after we left there. I think it was grief from the whole weekend, just seeing my aunt and uncle like that. And then just being there, like I really, like whenever I'm with Luke's family, I know you probably feel this too, like there's a huge hole, like obviously he should be there. And it, it feels like like he's missing so much when I'm with his family. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's so important to keep those relationships alive between my kids and their grandparents. And I'm so thankful that we all have good relationships and uh, we were able to do that. I asked Peyton what his favorite part of the trip was and he was like visiting grandma, like hands mm, down. That's you know? cool. So I'm, and it was, um, it was pretty much on our way home. Um, we had to go a little bit different way, but it was totally worth it to be able to um, stop by and see her and show our support and all of that stuff. So anyways, that was a little bit, let's see if I had, so I don't have super exciting things. Um, we're working on this retreat we have coming up. Um, in this area, it's just tiny, tiny someday. And this is not really like widow too soon, too soon. It's more like widow goals retreat. Um, listeners, eventually we will have something big for everybody, men and women. Like, I, we have big vision for that, but this is a little retreat, but even little retreats take a lot of planning. So, <laughs> um, we've been working on that I'm sure. uh, a lot and, um, I'm very excited about that and growing that. And then let's see one last thing I want to say, oh, I'm just t- I'm thinking about school starting. I, I'm feeling like I'm going to be a little emotional. Wednesday is Haley's first last day. You know, she's going to be a senior. And um, I remember being emotional on Hay- Hayden's senior, like when he started his senior year, just because I wish her dad was there. And 
today they're going to go um, paint their parking spots and she showed me what she's going to paint she's going to paint this uh, like sun and put you are my sunshine and that was her and luke's song mm. and, and then put her name by it and so you know like everything this year is going to be a little bit like emotional she also knows that her dad sent you know did a voice recording for her graduation day so she has that and she hasn't for. heard it nope i've saved wow. it because hayden i gave him his and so they all know they have one and um like what i did for him that day of his graduation i just texted to him and said he could listen to it whenever he wanted um so we were talking about that the other day and then when she was in seventh grade she made a time capsule to open at the end of senior year and everything wow. was about her dad because that's right when he was like pretty sick he'd been re-diagnosed literally everything in all the pictures she put all her like daddy daughter ball pictures in there and like all of this stuff and the teachers actually left, but I kept in touch with her. I'm like, you still have it. Like, that's really important to us that you have the time capsule. Mm -hmm. And she said she does. So we were just talking about all these things coming up her senior year. And, um, you know, just a little bit of grief with that because I wish that her dad was here to see this. And like, as we start, you know, looking into college, just all this stuff, it's, you know, even though like I've already done this with Hayden and it was hard, it's like every child, I think it's gonna be, it's its own, its own thing. So anyways, that's yeah. some of the stuff going on with me i can't believe people just listen to us babble sometimes about our lives but they do so thank you listeners for being here yes exciting we've been talking about the growth that we've seen and just how how much it's grown um, in the last couple years and we love all of the stories that you guys send to us about how it's helping us thank you for doing that helping you it really encourages us to know that yeah, we're making big time. a difference so anyways let's go ahead and 17 minutes later because i can see there's a timer on this um let's get into the topic <laughs> so mm -hmm, sounds good i know what are we Our, calling it <laughs> your spouse died now what or spouse what now? died now what <laughs> <laughs> i can't decide they both you said you were just gonna decide i know but then when i was like maybe it sounds better you know whenever the title comes out that's the final word so there you anyways go. what does this title mean to you mark well, I think it's important for you and I to reflect back. So first of all, one thing that I cannot believe I forgot to mention, and I it's only because I uh, felt like I talked about it already, but it had passed since we last recorded was Lacey's birthday. Oh, yes, yes, please share um, how that was So I did, um, you know, it was, it was just, I remember us talking about it. Yes. And so that's why I felt like I talked about it already. But that was... August is just a terrible month for yeah. me now. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a rough August. So, you know, I wanted to wake me up when August ends. Never heard it's that a green, green Day song, but it's September, oh, like when September oh, ends. that's why ends. I didn't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, it's uh, the, you know, Lacey went home on August 13th, 2020. Her birthday is August 29th. Um, so, anyways, uh, I picked the kids up after school and I took them to get ice cream. Nice. And I kind of took a page out of your book and I just, you know, we talked about memories and mm. what do you think, Ma what flavor ice cream mm. do you think mommy would get? And if you could tell mommy anything, what would you like to tell her oh, and things like so that, you know? That. Yeah, it was cool. It was, so thanks for the idea, even though yeah, you're I just totally stole it from you. But um, I thought yeah, it was, it's, it's, you know, it was meaningful. So anyway, so I just wanted to talk about that. Um, I thought about that while you were talking. But anyways... So this topic to me, I think that you and I have to kind of go back to Rewind. the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, I think what now, 
the most important thing to do is to feel what you feel. But I think it's also important if you have children to because they're watching you, they're watching you to see how to respond to this. And I was just talking about this, that I think that God gave me the ability to lead my kids through this and they're doing well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important to feel what you feel, but to know right from the bat, I am not quitting. I am not giving up. So that would just kind of be my opening thought on that is to just walk into it knowing like this is hard. This, excuse me, you know, I guess you can't really call it language, but just uh, anyways, like this sucks, you know, and just go into it knowing that and that you're going to get through it, though, that you are going to get through it and you just you're not going to give up. So that would be my kind of opening thought. What about you? Mm, yeah, it's hard to, well, it's not hard because in some ways, yes, it seems like a lifetime ago mm-hmm. when I was first widowed a little over three years ago, but then other ways it seems like yesterday, like I can remember those feelings. Um, I would say <sighs> cling to God. Like that's the number one thing. That's the number one way I survived. Like literally, I was the closest I've ever been to God during that time period of just like, I have nothing else. I am so, it's like being in a whirlwind, like your whole life is literally turned upside down and shaking around and like, you don't know which way is up or down or like all of this stuff. It feels so crazy and swirling and like the only constant I had was God, like clinging to him and just crying out to him and turning on worship music and laying on the floor in the middle of the night crying and just being like so open to like, okay, God, I have nothing. Like, what do I do? Like comfort me. And he always would. That means like, usually I would cry through it and then feel better. Not like better, like everything's great, but like I can keep going. Uh, So I I would say in the beginning, like clinging to God, like there's nothing else because there really, really isn't like that's their only constant when your whole world is turned upside down. Um, And so some of you might like not really know what does that mean clinging to God? Like literally for me, it was like praying all the time, just constantly all day long. Um, And then, like I said, worship music was something huge for me in the beginning. I mean, I still love it. Um, And being like letting yourself like what mark was saying and like what i always say what we feel we heal let yourself feel the emotions don't hold it back and have tying that to kids too i just talked to somebody in grief recovery about this like let your kids see your emotions so they know it's okay Mm -hmm. Um, another thing i think we talked about this maybe a few weeks ago that i learned through grief recovery is don't stop your kids emotions like let them feel it. Same for yourself. Let yourself cry. Like all this stuff. Same thing with your kids. You know, when since they're babies, we try to stop them crying, but let them feel it so that they can be healed. Like, of course, be there to offer them a hug, but don't like stop their, their crying. Let yeah. Them. Don't say it's okay. Don't cry okay, or whatever. Don't cry, yeah. Don't cry. It's okay. No, let them cry. You're actually stopping their healing process when you say, don't cry. And that's our natural reaction. We've done it since they're babies. We try to stop their crying, but this is different. Like we need to let them feel it. And so I would say definitely that for yourself and for your kids is, is letting them feel it. 
and then um clinging to the people around you like that you know like your tribe we talked about before your close friends and family like letting them know what you need and um reaching out to them i created a little chat group with like my closest friends um and i would just tell them like this is how i'm feeling today this is what i need like just literally like putting it out there like but i know you did it much differently you did not want to like you didn't want to burden anybody and so you didn't do that like would you change which was a mistake yeah yeah i would it was a huge mistake and without getting into specifics um my childhood created something in me that made me feel like people don't really care mm-hmm. about what you're going through and so i i carried that into even though i know people cared i just i didn't want to bring the darkness that i was feeling into people's lives who weren't dealing with it it felt like this massive burden that i was putting on them yeah and i truly felt in my core that like even if people say they care, they don't. Mm-hmm. And that was that's something that I still struggle with. Uh, if I find myself opening up to somebody about something, usually within a few minutes, when I realize I've been talking for a few minutes, I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. I don't mean yeah. to get into all that. I'm sorry. Actually, I was talking to my cousin about some stuff um, a couple weeks ago, and she literally took well i call her my cousin it's my cousin's wife but um yeah i call it that's i call her my cousin and so she said mark i'm not joking if you say sorry one more time i'm driving over there and smacking you and i was like okay sorry like unintentionally <laughs> like uh, totally unintentionally and uh so that was kind of funny but so yes i i do i don't know that if i go back i could do it differently but from this side of it, looking back, I know that I should have done it differently, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, But I also wanted to expand upon what you were talking about, clinging to God. So yeah. you and I have talked about this on here before, but just to say it again, like when we say praying to God, for Michelle and I, it wasn't, dear Lord, like I'm struggling. I'm, you know, can you please help me? I mean, there was that too, but it, it was very much just a conversation. Yes. It was using him as my person to talk to. And I was like, Lord, like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? Like, what am I supposed to do now? And like, Like what does this look like? I'm so scared and all this stuff. Um, So it was very much not just like, but that's, that's how we're supposed to be when we pray. We're supposed to talk to God. And if it's, if you're trying to make it sound all prim and proper, um, you're, I personally think you're not looking at God in the right way. Right. He wants to be our friend. He wants to be our support. You know, he wants us to cast our burdens upon him. And that was something I did a lot. I yeah. was like, you said, I can put my burdens on you. Here are my burdens. And I would start listing them and saying, can you please take them from me? I can't handle it. And mm-hmm. I really feel like he did because he started, and I've talked about this too on the podcast, but I used to have this huge poster size picture of Lacey from our wedding day Mm, in my closet. It was, it was from the um, celebration of life. Right. And I would just go in there and stare at it and it would always make me heartbroken. Right. And I remember one day going in there and looking at it and I just had so much peace as I was picturing her like running around with Jesus. And Mm. it was such a gift. 
And I felt like I was able to like look at things differently after that. But also there's so many logistics that come from losing your spouse. Okay, you got to get social security figured out. If there's life oh, yeah. insurance, if there's mm -hmm. you got to get things transferred into your name, you got to get death certificates, you got to get them removed from bank accounts. Some people have to go through probate and wills and all this other stuff that um there's just like there's no way to prepare yourself for all the stuff that's coming. And so that right. is from our perspective mm -hmm. of knowing they were dying. Right. But then there's like Tina, for yeah. example, and many other people that we've talked to lost their spouse in, in an Suddenly, instant. Yeah. And gosh, talk about trying to put all the pieces together. I mean, I remember you talking about this stuff too, but you know, hearing Tina talk about it, like I remember one time and I don't know if I'm sure this is okay that I share it, but she had a, um, like a breakdown from she was like doing uh like landscape and putting mulch in uh her garden you know mm -hmm. and something wasn't i think maybe it was it was heavy or something wasn't working the the way it was supposed to and she just got so mad and like threw the thing on the ground and was like i shouldn't have to do this you know oh, and was like yep. and was just so upset that like you know and it, it's a weird way that grief strikes yeah. I had the same exact feeling, but for me, it was when I was walking around in the grocery store yeah. and I just became so overwhelmed and I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I just like mm. pushed the cart away from me and I walked out of the store mm -hmm. and you know, it's like weird. That stuff is so weird, but mm -hmm. so I think it's valuable for people to know that we understand that a lot of things that Michelle and I have gone through are different from what a lot of you have gone through because we did know our spouses were dying. It might not be the same way for you to tell yourself right away, like, I'm going to get through this or, um, you know, something like what I was mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of time to know and I was just talking about this earlier where for me it went from oh my gosh like this is crazy like Lacey might die from this and then a few months later it was oh my gosh like really it could go either way like she might not survive this mm -hmm. and then it was oh my gosh like she's probably going to die from this it's just like well when and then it was she's going to die from this yep. so we had this Mm -hmm. What do you what do you call it? Not pre grief. Um, anticipatory ad, grief. Anticipatory grief, and mm -hmm. that's that's very different than what a lot of people went through. And so, you know, we always try to have perspective. That's why we like having guests and everything. So, anyways, yeah. that was my uh, super long ramble about you know the next steps. But yeah, so well, when you're talking about all the things you have to do, like even before those things, you have to make burial decisions and all of that. So I would highly recommend enlisting someone to help you. You can't, mm. you can, but it's easier to make those decisions with somebody helping you. Yes. Um, about all of that. Now, because of our situation, we knew Luke was dying. We had a lot of it decided beforehand. Um, but I know a lot of you can't do that with a sudden deaths, but asking, um, family or a close friend, could you please help me with this process? And even I remember, 
I think Deborah, my best friend, was here for part of it. Like, well, my parents helped me, like, at the cemetery, and then I think Deborah was there, too, and we were part of it. I don't know. So I had friends and family helping me with some of those decisions. And, I mean, I remember it's the day of. The day he died, we had to make decisions. Like, well, we had to know where his body was going to go. And then, like, all of this stuff was, like, so overwhelming. But asking people to help you, I think, is huge. And people want to help, and they don't know what to do. And so being very, um, very specific with what you need. I actually just talked to someone in grief recovery about this today. We were discussing like the beginning and like what dumb people, like dumb things people say, like, um, let me know if there's anything I can do. Like, how can I, I mean, let me know, you know, and you're like, I don't know. So you (laughs) being, it's nice if they're specific, but if they're not, you can be specific to them and say, here's what I need. This, 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 that's where your, like, tribe comes in and, like, you can text them. These are the things I need. Like, I literally can't make dinner. Can someone bring it to me? And people want to be needed and helped. And so that's something in the beginning. And then I circled this. I just wrote it down. Community. Find a community. A couple things. Like, a good church. If you're not involved in a church, I'd recommend go on Facebook and say, hey, does anyone know a local church that they recommend? Um, People will recommend their church and start plugging in and then building um, a widow community. This is huge and most likely it'll be online unless you have people in your local area. But that's how Mark and I met was through a Facebook widow group. We have our Widow Too Soon page. You can find it in the links. There are tons of people there that you can interact with. Mm -hmm. Um, Just finding other like-minded people who get it. who understand they won't know your exact journey because none of us have the same but they will get it like that's why mark and i became such good friends because we're like we had the same cancer widow experience near the same time period and it was just like whoa someone else who gets it like Mm -hmm. i've never been able to talk to somebody who gets it and that was huge for me in the beginning is like finding people um or it doesn't have to be a lot. Like for me, it was you finding someone specific who could really relate to this like whole journey. Because as much as I love my friends and family, they couldn't, they didn't get it. Yeah. And a lot of them are not, you have to know this too. A lot of them are not prepared for the darkness that you have felt. Um, and you know, and I mean you, the audience, like, so you've been through some very dark stuff that, you know, as I said, we know the age range of most of our audience members and so we know that majority of you listening are within 10 years either way of michelle and i um and so at this age you're not going to find a lot of people that have been through this so it's hard sometimes to talk about the darkness like for example it was very hard for me to open up to people and say that after she died they didn't come and pick her up for like three hours So I was just like in the room with her Mm. and most people aren't prepared to like handle Mm -hmm. what I wanted to tell them about that. And, um, so that's something that's just elaborate or, uh, expanding on your point that I think it is really important to get people that understand. So like, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, continue on with what you're saying, but I just wanted to add that in. Remind me that I have a good friend. She's still a good friend, but she and she was amazing. Like did all these amazing things for my family. But she had she was honest with me. She's like, I can't, I can't deal with death. Like I'm like, okay. So I knew she wasn't the friend to help me through those kind of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I loved that she was honest rather than that. But she's right. done so many amazing things for me. But finding yeah the community. Um, we talked about this before. You can also go to meetup.com and find people in your area. Um, but that was 
and pray for widow friends. Like I have really good widow friends in my area. And part of them is because like, I don't know, God put them in my life in different ways. And then part of it is like, because I started something, I know lots of widows in the area. And that's another mm -hmm. thing too. If you don't know any widows, you start it, make a Facebook group or make a meetup.com and just put it out there and you'll start, it will start growing. And there are more widows in your area than you know about. Um, so that was definitely something huge for me. And, finding. sorry, go ahead, finding. Finding. Nemo. <laughs> finding. Um, yeah, finding community. But what were you? Uh, what did you interrupt say? me for? <laughs> That's what you're going to yeah, say. Yeah, you interrupted me. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so one sorry. Those, one of those people who like, if I don't say it, I'm going to forget. I got to say it right now. I just got accept. Well, I should be like you and be smart and take you notes. You write it down when you I'm think gonna of do, it look. and you... Wait for the other person to stop talking, I'm and then you it. say yeah. it. Like maybe by episode 100, <laughs> we'll get this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even no. remember what I interrupted you for now. I don't even know. Because I'm sorry. Because I was talking about communitymeetup.com, people in your area, start something. Yes. I was just, know? yeah, I do remember, yes, but I didn't want to interrupt you again. <laughs> okay, no, go ahead now. Your turn. So also it is very helpful to you when you're helping others. That so if you do start um, some kind of widowed group in your community or something like that, or if you, you know, talk to your church, find out if there's any other widows and see if there's something you can do to help them. Um, hey, like I'm and it's also a great testimony, you know, yeah. if you're if you're going through a hard time and you're trying to serve other people, it's beautiful. But I think that's really important for your own self-healing, because we all know that it feels so much better to like help somebody else yeah. than have somebody help you and mm -hmm. to know that you're being helpful to somebody. Um, so yes, let's see, was out. that important enough to interrupt yeah, you for? Okay. I don't know. Point out something. Cause this came up in a grief recovery session I did recently that that's important. You know, it's good to give back as long as you're not doing it as a way to like, just forget about your own stuff. Like as long as you right. still deal with your stuff, then it's a good thing. It's finding that balance of definitely like, I'm helping other people, but I'm still working through my own grief. And I would say on that to make sure you're probably at least three months out. Mm -hmm, um, and you know, everybody's timeline is different. We talk about that all the time, but just reflecting back to when I was ready to start doing something like that, it was probably like three months. But the cool thing is about it is, you know, when you feel like you're giving somebody helpful advice, it, it's therapeutic for you. So, for example, this podcast, I had no idea how helpful it was going to be to get to talk about it this much. Yeah. So start a podcast and we'll have you it's on really as a easy. guest and we'll help you promote your podcast as long as, you know, we feel like we can and promote your podcast. you can make as much money as us. Yes. Big yes. <laughs> Big ballers. Yes. Want to be a baller. baller. Shot, shot caller. 20-inch blades on the, on the Impala. Impala. Column, get, never mind. Oh, stop I, it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I was just instinctively singing know, it. Right? Sorry. Um, no, I don't think yeah. the words until I'm a hip hop right listener. Yes. And then, and me then too. Like, oh, wait, can't say Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm just a, uh, you know, hip hopper. I used to listen to a lot of rap music. I still do. It's my, uh, my confession. I still listen to a lot of rap music. You know what? There's a lot of good rap music. The country's good too. That's what Tina keeps telling me. She likes country. <laughs> she That's loves awesome. country. Oh, like, good girl. 
it's, so it's, yeah, to her, it's like, oh, and she said hi, by the way. Oh, um, hi. <laughs> well, oh, wait, you're just she in. can hear me. <laughs> hi, Tina. <laughs> so yes, she's a big country music fan, and I, I was sharing with her that Lacey tr always tried to get me to listen to country music. Oh, I nice. found a couple songs that I do like, oh. um, but they're they're kind of it's just not really my style. There's nothing wrong That's with okay. it. It's just not really style. my style, you know. Um, yeah. So, anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't oh, know. being big ballers. That's what we oh, were talking yeah, yeah. about. Start yes. Your Start your podcast. Make a bunch of money like we do. <laughs> Live in luxury, you know? Yeah. No. Uh, um, okay, but you know what's crazy? I yeah, Actually, yeah. I do want to say this. Okay. okay. So when we started this podcast, do you remember me telling you? I was like, gosh, if 10 people listen yes. to this, that would like blow my mind. Uh-huh. And I was like, gosh, if we, you know what? You're right. Because even if we can only help one person, like right. this is totally worth it. And, but I was just so convinced. I'm like, nobody cares. Like, mm -hmm. right? Like I was just talking about earlier. I'm like, nobody cares what I have to say, you know? So I just saw a statistic that I shared with Michelle that we are averaging 2,000 listens per month in 73 countries around the world. Now, of course, it's very small time compared to big podcasters, but we are in the top 1% of all podcasts. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like. True. And it's not, obviously, there's nothing to boast about. We don't, you know, make tons of money. We don't do this to we make money. We joke we joke about that. But we do it to, because we care about helping people. And so knowing that we've helped that many people is just mind-blowing to yeah, me. Yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy. Especially all it's over It's crazy. World. That's almost half of the countries in the world. And now, at least one person, one person. <laughs> from all of these countries has listened to at least one episode. <laughs> so, you know, I want to, you know, be clarifying the reality here. But um, anyways, so that that has blown my mind that so just to give you an idea, we're just a couple people who started a podcast talking about what we've been through yeah. and how God has helped us and shown us mm -hmm. grace and carried us through. So start a podcast. It feels so therapeutic to talk about it. And here's the cool thing. You don't have to air it. If you don't feel comfortable, mm -hmm. you don't have to air it. But talk about it. Like yeah. spend an episode, make an episode telling your story. Then make an episode talking about how God has helped you. And then if you have the courage, release the episode. But you don't it doesn't get released until you decide to hit mm -hmm. release. And so just try it. And I'm telling you, it is so therapeutic to just talk out loud about what has happened to you, what you've been through, what your spouse went through, um, all these different things. So um I would just encourage you to do that or writing, right? We've talked oh, about yeah, that. That's good. Find an outlet. That's what we're trying to get at. Find an outlet. Don't just bottle it up inside. Don't just eat TV dinners and sit on your couch. With your cats. With your cats. Like you can do that for a while, <laughs> but don't let that become your new identity. Yeah. Remember that your identity is in Christ mm -hmm. and not in your marriage because mm -hmm. so many of us go through that. I remember yeah. you and I both talked about that. It was yeah. like, who am I now? Who am I now? Like, I'm not married anymore. I'm not Luke's wife. Yeah. Like, I mean, gosh, I was, I was just Mark Massaro again for the first time. And, you know, at that time, 17 years, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I thought back to like who I was before Lacey and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to become that clueless guy again you know mm -hmm. 
So anyways, it's scary. It's scary. Um, but you know, stand firm on your faith and know that your identity is in Christ. Um, your confidence comes from your salvation. You can rest assured in that. And something I used to always tell myself that gave me incredible strength. I would just muster it up to say this. I would say, no matter what Satan throws at me, he can't touch my salvation. Touch and that just gave me, yeah. Had to add that. My, my, my oh, faith my hits me so hard. Makes me say, <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> my faith hits me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I did. So. No, that's okay. Um, that's what a conversation is, a series right. of interruptions, you know? So, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, anyways. anyways. you can't touch my salvation. I think you've said that before, and I've said I know. you can't touch it before. I know. That's yeah. our whole thing. Yeah. Hey, it's still funny. But, yes, we, I. We don't know if it's funny. We don't. Here's the weird thing. We don't know if people laugh. I laugh, so it's if funny to me. Or if they're like rolling their eyes, like seriously, or if they're pushing the fast forward ten seconds, fast forward ten seconds, fast forward. 10 That's seconds. possible. That's yeah. po but you know what? I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, I laughed. Good. Okay, good. Okay, let's get back so, to our topic at yes. hand. Yes. Yes. Um, well, we kind of were on topic. Kind of, loosely. Topic ish. So, topic ish. So another thing is, um, kind of like talking about the tribe and people to help you, like accept help, like. Don't say no when people want to help you. Like that's huge. I had people I had people help me with everything. Like it was like the day or two after my whole family's there. We're doing stuff in the backyard. They're like cleaning out this air filter thing, which side note, those are supposed to be changed like every few months. I mean, we went years in my old house and in this house and Joel's like, <laughs> time to change the filter. I'm like, we just did it. He's like, it's like every few months. I'm like, I had no idea. So Yeah, that, it's four I mean, times a year. Oh, wow. Well, I don't do it four times a year. I do it twice a year. I do it when I start cooling. I do it when I start heating. Okay. Because in the spring and fall, I'm not really running my unit. Yeah. Interesting. So Anyways, that's my philosophy. I remember them doing that. And then, um, like, then I had friends who came over and helped me clean my house. Like, there were just, like, people that, like, just came to do things. They wanted to help. And so I did mm -hmm. not turn down the help. And, um yeah, side note, this doesn't have to do with it, but it reminds me of that time period. This was really traumatic for me. So Luke had an oxygen machine that we would use when he needed help breathing. We used it his last morning. He was alive. And I had a friend. So after he passed away, I had a friend visiting. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. They're like, we're here for the um, the machine. Like, it literally was a couple days. Mm -hmm. And now it doesn't sound that traumatic. But at the moment, I just remember being totally like I'm crying and I'm like – he just died. Why are you here? It was so weird. Now it doesn't even sound like traumatic. It was traumatic in the moment. I like, get it. I feel like there was more to it, but it was like, so my friend was helping me like, cause we had to like get the tubes together and like all of this stuff. It just, and you had like the note was... on your door, right? Or on your window? What note? Or was that a California thing? The oh, note that know. says there's oxygen in the house? No. Yeah, it's, it's like if the fire department, uh, this is what oh. they told me. They said if the fire department goes by, they'll know. That with this sign in your window that they need to come in and like your priority. Oh, I've never heard that. Because yeah, it's, you know, obviously, if, yeah, it's extremely important to get the oxygen tanks out of the house if there's a fire. Yeah, that's true. But anyways, I just remember anyway, yeah, sorry. traumatic because that's sure. like the last thing I did was give him oxygen and all the stuff. And I don't even know the point of that. Just I had a friend there with me, which was helpful right. because she was able to talk to them and like I can't even deal remember. with it. And deal with it. But there are like all these things that will pop up like the first little while. 
that it's helpful if you have somebody. I think the worst feeling is feeling alone. Like, yes, I, I remember Absolutely. so many times, like nobody gets this, like mm-hmm. nobody, but those are the times that I would really like cry out to God too. But I just, I hated that feeling of like, my friends don't get this. My family don't get this. Like I am so like, I didn't really go through angry. It was just like frustrated. Like, why is this my life? That was when I got so tired of hearing over and over. I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. You're so strong. Can't even imagine. You're so strong. (laughs) You're so strong. I I can't even. But seriously, that (laughs) bugged me. I know. Like, I'm like, great. Like, I'm all by myself. You know. So it's funny though. (laughs) Don't wanna be. Okay. Anyways, we are on a roll. Like, making up all those episodes because when we have guests, we don't really sing so much. So we're making up for those episodes today. But anyway, yes. all by yourself. You were saying something before I interrupted. That was good, yeah. Uh, so it's interesting because for us, it was very different. So for you, them coming and taking the oxygen tank was traumatic. Yeah. For me, I was pissed off that they weren't coming and picking up the equipment. Oh. Because I wanted all this hospital stuff out of my house. Yeah. And it's just interesting. So I want people to know that, that like we all deal with things differently and it's okay, whichever way you go. Also, we've talked about this before. You really struggled getting rid of anything. Mm, I wanted to get, I had this philosophy that I was like, I'm already broken right now. I want to get rid of everything while I'm all broken. Mm. And like, I just want to deal with everything at once. For me, that felt like, that was the best idea at that time. But also like my head was spinning at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was trying to hold it together and I was not together, but I took all, I had my friends that came over and I said, can you guys help me? And we took the bed apart, like her, her hospital bed. Mm-hmm. We took everything. Cause they told me it would, they were supposed to have come and picked it up like the day of, or the next day. And then they ended up telling me it's going to be like two weeks. I was like, no. So yeah. I took everything all the medical equipment there was a lot and i just put it all on the side of my house outside Mm -hmm. and so it's just i want people to to know that also that we all handle things differently however you need to do it i know people that have not touched um a nightstand or that their the toothbrush is still where they left it years later or whatever it might be that's all okay like you do it when you're ready and uh and and it, and if also if you're like me and you just feel like that's therapeutic for you to get rid of it people think a lot of people thought it was weird thought i was doing it prematurely thought i was going to regret it i never regretted it mm. um but i did you know i let my daughter go through mommy's stuff what do you want is there anything you want i showed her all the stuff um of course lacy's parents i let them anything you guys want da da but aside from that but also, Lacey wasn't a very material person. So she didn't have clothes she really cared about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were just yeah. clothes. So it wasn't like anything was sentimental. I yeah. did keep some things. My daughter kept some things. But anyways, so that was my uh, thing. I don't remember why I even went on to that. Gus, oh, we are so random about- today. <laughs> it's okay. It's a random <laughs> Monday. So... No, I think your point was like we deal with things differently and that's okay. Like yeah. really, there's no like wrong way. Like it's okay to do 
like how you want to do it and like throw get rid of things in your time or not or whatever so anything else we want to say i'm just over here smiling because you don't know how hard it was for me to not sing when you said monday 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 Monday. (laughs) or i was debating between that and what is i think it's the cure um thursday i don't care about you it's friday Friday. i'm in love but I didn't say Friday or Thursday, so that was I know, but it said something about Monday it's in that day song. Day of the week, yeah. So that's Mondays good. you will fall apart. Tuesday, Wednesday, you break, break my, my heart. heart. Okay, I do remember. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember the lyrics. That's good. So super well, valuable you information. Like, you had like a weird smile on your face. Yeah, so I, I did. Knew there was like something going on I, in your head. It, when you look back at the video, you were looked away, but when you said Monday, I'm all. Um, <laughs> I was totally about to start. Uh, funny, but my point is: is there anything else we want to say, or is that all? That's you want your to point say about that. That's all I want to say about that. I don't sound like you, like Forrest. That's all I want yeah. to say about that. Mine sounds like a weird. You and little Forrest can stay with me in Greenbow. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you have a great Forrest impression. Hello, <laughs> that's you know, my bow. I want to tell you a funny side note. Okay. So it has to do with Forrest Gump. So Great. Um, I was, it was before Luke died. Um, I was actually in Las Vegas um, with a friend, and I used to have, like, all kinds of, like, conferences there. I don't think it was a conference, though. Anyways, it was near Halloween time. There was a guy dressed up as Lieutenant Dan with nice. no legs. <laughs> nice. And I got so mad at him, and I was like, my husband's an actual amputee. And oh, so, like, he I wasn't an actual like, amputee. No. Oh, okay. But looking at it now, it's not really a big deal. But at the moment, I was like, I actually talked to him. I wasn't like mad. I was just like, yeah, it's, you know, like my husband's an actual amputee. And so I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) But anyways, I don't know. It's not that. like. You know what? If I saw that guy, I would have said, Lieutenant Dan, new legs. (laughs) Funny. Uh, Yep. Sorry. Anyways. funny like i still have <laughs> triggers okay, here's another side note um just when joel and i were in boston uh there was a family friend who came to a barbecue who's an amputee like his like he'd been in an accident but i like it it always triggers me not like triggers bad but it's just it's interesting reminder yeah. yeah when i see an amputee but i ended up talking to him and anyways it was cool like just getting to see where he's at and how his was like this like awful accident but he's doing okay Mm. but anyways that's not really much of a story but just uh there are triggers and so whenever i see a mailman because luke was a mailman when i see uh, amputee you know there's just different things yeah for me one of those ones is uh whenever i hear about somebody that found out they have cancer oh yeah oh it's like i just want to like start crying because i i feel like i know what they're about to go through and when just hearing them talk, I don't know, just knowing that yes. they're in the very beginning of uh-huh. that journey is just like, it's overwhelming for me. Um, that's mm-hmm. one of them. Or like you mentioned earlier, I have the same trigger uh, going into hospitals. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that remind you. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't get into more stuff. But yes, I have a lot of those things, too. Yeah, We're just think- even hearing about certain things is like, oh, man. You know, yeah, and even where we're at, a little over three years out, it's good to still feel it. Like, don't like stop that feeling. Let yourself feel what you're feeling in the in the moment, right? 
and then move forward. Like I talked about last week when I was like on the race and I ran by places Luke and I used to go and like I actually cried on the run, like letting yourself feel it. Like I do think that's something we'll continue to go on through life. Like we'll have these mm. moments though, like even 20 years from now and all these, these times we'll remember our late spouse and um, yeah, and have like, you know, memories and all of that stuff. And so I think it's good to just let ourselves feel that but anyways I yeah think we've, we've talked this subject out so that's um, all i have to say about that all I got. yeah me too so would you like to pray? this podcast is like a box of chocolates no. <laughs> true you never, you never know what know you're gonna, what you're gonna, gonna get, gonna get. <laughs> that is so, so true yes um so anyways so hey uh, listeners uh also if things go as planned Tune in next week. We're going to have another widower on as a guest um, who has actually become my friend through this podcast. So nice. Um, really nice guy. So uh, tune in to hear that story also. So you want me to go ahead and you got pray to pray. Just, pray. Just to make, wait, I was going to say pray. pray just to make it today. <laughs> was that MC like, Hammer? I was literally saying it. Yes. I was literally saying it as you started singing it. Like we were on a roll today with our song. Yep. Yeah. Just to make it today. Hey. So yeah. Tina wants me to do karaoke and thinks I would be awesome oh, at it. And I'm like, yes. the thing is, is the only reason I can do this is you because be so good. the audience isn't watching me. <laughs> we can just do a karaoke podcast one day. I mean, just us. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, but you like you and her should go out to karaoke and it would be so much fun. You would be like so good at because, you know, every word. Like <laughs> seriously, like a rap song, like an Eminem, yeah, you know, and like yeah, she wants she wants me to do that. You guys, we'll see. So do that, yeah. We'll see. She might be able to get me to do that one day. I don't know. She will. It's, it, I it's, have confidence in her. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. She has the ability for sure to convince me. She's like, "Come on!" I'm like, exactly. "All right." I'm a people pleaser, and I'm I'm really a Tina pleaser. So, oh, I like that. <laughs> you know, I like to to make her happy. So, mm -hmm. I'll probably uh, uncomfortably go do it. <laughs> That's kind of like Joel with dancing. Like he doesn't really love yeah. it, but he does it for me. <laughs> yeah and that's he cool to, he is very much a people pleaser too and like he definitely which is a good and a bad thing like there's pros and cons to that yes um, tend like to I get walked to, on a lot and like yes well and <laughs> i'll i'll always ask him like no what do you want not what you think i want like what do you want to do you know like really just making sure that it's not just to make me happy like, is he like i want nachos with everything on the side <laughs> yes no everything we order is on the side like i remember you side. used to talk about that you were like yes. if i get nachos like everything's on the side like, I'm like, so what yeah we order things together and he's very good about it okay so here's a fun story and then we'll wrap it up so we tried uh buffalo wild wings for the first uh -huh. time when we were in boston it was late at night the only thing open and we just flown in and like I, I don't, you know, like spices, like anything hot. And we tried this sauce and it was so You hot. don't like spicy food? No. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. And then finally I got to order one. He's like, there was ones that had just like some seasoning. He's like, order the seasoning on the side. You're not going to like it. And I was glad he did. Anyways, I would like dip. It was so you can order wings plain. So mm -hmm. they were plain. Plain and, and dry. Like dip it in a little bit and eat it. Anyways, that's not really an exciting story. Just the fact <laughs> is like I literally order always on the side like he just knows that when we share something it's on the side and even when i order something he says get on the side and i'll put it on mine 
Like, because I'm always, I never had. Does he like spicy food? Yes. And he likes all condiments, and I hate all condiments. So, (laughs) go Joel. That's cool. Joel's normal. I know. (laughs) And, you know, my kids are worse than me. They don't need any sauces or anything. They think, you know, our our seasoning, like, we put salt on everything, red robin salt. So, like. Nice. I remember you said uh, Luke loved ketchup. Oh, yeah. Do your kids like ketchup? No, they won't touch it. Really? Okay. Yep. It's one of those. It's fascinating information. Do you hear that, audience? Michelle's kids do not like ketchup. Now you know that. I'm sure they really want to know all this random stuff we talk about. Yes, I think so. So It's important information. Yeah, let's wrap it up. It's been an hour, and I'm sure they're ready. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Time to wrap it up. Okay. Would you pray? I would. Would. Okay. (laughs) Lord, thank you so much for all of the blessings you bestow upon our lives on a regular basis, um, even the ones we don't see. Thank you for walking us through these incredibly dark and hard seasons mm-hmm. um, that we can just count on you to be there for us. And, and help us remember, Lord, that you never promised that this life would be easy. You never promised that once we became believers that we wouldn't have troubles. In fact, let us remember that you said we would have trials and tribulations so help us be strong and courageous, Lord. Help us be uh, warriors for your kingdom. And help all of those in the beginning of this journey, Lord, or anybody who's struggling, no matter where they're at in this journey, to um, find a way to pick up the pieces and to remember that their identity is in you. We ask you all of these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. If you liked this podcast, um, what do we do? Oh, give it a little ping. Mike drop five stars. That was yep. um, Mark dropping his pen. If you're not watching the video, very yes. good. Um, take a minute to review it. That would be awesome. It helps get the word out. If you Do would it. like, if you like to be a guest, hopefully there's a link in this episode that I've created. There should be. If not, you can email us. But there should be a link that you can click on to fill out a form, um, a little bit about your story, and we will get back to you as soon as you can. We. We can, not as, as soon as To we be can. a guest? I yeah, missed the we, first part. No. Is that what you're talking fill about? They're going to out the form, and it's a little bit about their story. And we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And then we will contact them about okay. the guests. Gotcha. Thank you guys for all of you who participated in our poll, in our survey, about what you would like. Almost like I think 98% of people want a mixture of just Mark and I doing episodes and then yes other widows so we are going to do that maybe about half and half or three quarters and one quarter i don't know exactly the ratio um but we listened and we're going to continue interviewing other people and uh if you want to talk to us about anything you can email us widowed no let's see yeah widow too soon at widowgoals.org you can find us on facebook widow too soon instagram widow too soon this is with the number two all the places i think that's everything oh um also i like to mention this every time that widow goal Widow Goals is what sponsors Widow Too Soon. It is the nonprofit we are under. We also provide um, scholarships for grief recovery classes, um, social media support, and events. So if you've been blessed by this podcast and want to give back, you can go to the link in the show notes and uh, have a tax-free donation. So I think that's all I got to say. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. All right. Bye.